ahead and turn in the scripture. We are continuing our series uh, on the blessed man, and so we are in uh, the book of the Psalms. We are in the first psalm, the first psalm, and that first psalm, uh, psalm number one. When you have it, say amen. You are worshiping with us from home. I uh, just want to make sure I mention that we do miss you uh, here in the sanctuary. Uh, so we would love to have you uh, join us here as much as is possible. Uh, it is right and good, and there is no time more important that we need to be getting together than this generation that we are in, uh, because the scripture admonishes us that as that day approaches, we need to get together more uh, off than we do. So uh, let's, let's seek that out and purpose that in our lives. The book of Psalms, the first psalm, uh, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Amen. God bless you. You're seated tonight. We are continuing to talk about the blessed man. The blessed man. Anybody want to be the blessed man? Amen. Praise God. We've got some volunteers. Well, let me just tell you, it's not, it's not a position that you're going to volunteer for. It's a lifestyle that you're going to live. It's a life that you're going to make some choices and some decisions like the blessed man described here in the first psalm. The blessed man, as, we, as we've d discussed over the last number of weeks, uh, and you obviously know that I like to do review, uh, make sure that we, we go back and hit the touch points, uh, because we need these things to get into our minds and into our hearts. Uh, and so the blessed man, in verse number one, he, we, we begin to read, and he is making decisions regarding his life. His life, uh, he, what, what decisions is he making? What, what sort of uh, choices are he choosing? Anybody? Don't be afraid. Speak up. Okay, he doesn't seek counsel from the wicked. Okay. Anybody want to add to that? I'm sorry? Pleasing God. Okay. Those are both good and right answers. So what we have talked about is that the blessed man in these choices 
He's choosing uh, that he's, he's not walking in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standing in the way of sinners, nor sitting in the seat of the scornful. So in other words, he is choosing to cast off the influences of the ungodly, of the sinners, of the scornful. He's choosing not to allow them influence in his life. That doesn't mean that he doesn't have them around him. Right? Folks, we understand that we're in this world, but we're not of this world. And so the blessed man un understands that even in the midst of everybody that's around him, he can make a choice as to the influence that he allows them into his life. Because that's exactly what's happening in verse number one. The, the, the sinners, the scornful, the, the ungodly, they're, they're all seeking influence in this man's life. But the blessed man makes choices of who he's going to listen to, of the path that he's going to walk, of the influence that he's going to allow to affect his direction. And so the blessed man makes those choices in verse number one. Folks, we need to be more careful of the influences we allow in our lives. Amen. Praise God. I'll, at times I'll say amen for you just because I know it's right. Praise God. And so, so we are, uh, if we want to be the blessed man, if, if our answer in, in when we first started this lesson tonight, if our answer was that, yes, I want to be a blessed man, it's, it's not just a volunteer situation where you get to, to step up to the front and, and get recognition and get, uh, get dubbed as the blessed man. No, you have to live this life every day. You have to make those choices every day. Some choices are easier than others. Some choices you can recognize the situation easier than others. But the blessed man chooses. I'm not going to walk in the counsel of the ungodly. I'm not going to stand in the path that the sinners are taking. Nor am I going to sit in the scornful. And so the blessed man makes those choices cast off those influences can we begin to make those choices in our lives if we're going to be Christians if we're going to be the blessed man that has to be foundational to our relationship with God Jesus said it best that no man can serve two masters who is going to have influence over your life? Will it be the ungodly, the sinners, the scornful? Well, the blessed man makes that choice. The blessed man casts off those influences and chooses rather to let something else be the difference maker, to let something else be the influence in his life. Anybody want to take a guess? The Word of God. How do we know that? Because in verse number 2, he says that the blessed man delights in the law of the Lord, 
And in his law does he meditate day and night. Good answer, Derek. So he, he chooses to cast off the ungodly, worldly, secular, sinful influences and to bring close the word of the Lord, to delight, to have joy in the word of the Lord. But not just to have joy in the word of the Lord, but to meditate upon it. Remember what, what we talked about? We're, when we talk about meditation, we're not seeking to empty ourselves as some mystic religions do. We're not trying to empty our hearts and minds and, and, and hopefully receive some new revelation. No, when we talk about meditation as a Christian, specifically on, about God and the, and the Word of God, we're thinking on already revealed truth and how it applies to our lives, what difference it's going to make in us, how we're going to walk in the paths that the Word of God is going to lead. And so that's what the blessed man does, is the blessed man finds joy in the word of the Lord and also meditates upon it. And when we talked about meditating upon the word of the Lord, it is, and, and delighting in the word of the Lord, it, remember we used the illustration about food, that when we, be, when we consume food, it starts to break down immediately upon entering our mouths, and it continues the breakdown uh, as it goes through our, uh, uh, whatever that digestive system is called, there we go, uh, as it goes through our digestive system, it, get, it begins to break down further and further and further. And as our body begins to absorb the nutrients, the deepest part of, of who we are, the deepest place that we can imagine going, is down into the marrow of our bones. Because it's the marrow of our bones that generates the blood cells and so what we eat what we consume will become a part of us and so it, it can either bring strength or it can bring weakness and so we want to consume we want to delight in the law of the Lord amen and let that become a part of us I love it just goes hand in hand with the, 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 the scripture that we quote so often that his word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Amen. And so the law of the Lord becomes the difference maker. He delights in it. So, so it's not just a casting off. Anytime we, when we talk about habits in life, when we talk about uh, uh, choosing to, to uh, get rid of something in our lives, it usually doesn't work just to get rid of something. There usually needs to be something to replace it. Right? It's just like when we talk about holiness. We're separated from the world, dedicated unto God. Right? And so, so it's not just a casting off, but it's also a bringing close. And the, the blessed man brings close the word of the Lord. He finds his delight in the word and he meditates in it day and night and so from there we th this blessed man uh, that that word of God that he's putting in his heart that word of God that he's meditating on day and night it has 
a particular effect. It does something in that blessed man. And we find that in verse number three. That after he, he's cast off the, the, the sinful things, after he's cast off those influences, and he's brought in close the, the, the word of the Lord, verse number three tells us the, the result of those choices. Folks, there's consequences for the choices we make. Right? And part of the consequences of the choices that the blessed man is making tells us that the, the word of God is going to root this man. It's going to bring roots to this man. Now, we don't often use it in our generation, but, but I think previous generations, I, I, I think that I'm stuck in between the older generation and the younger generation. So I, I, I don't like to think that I'm too old yet, but no, nor can I claim to be too young. <laughs> so, so knowing that, that in the previous generations, that, that for example, when, when a man uh, person would, would be uh, in life, that they would be transient or they would, they would uh, have, you know, go from job to job, from, from uh, situation in life to situation in life, and there was no, there was nothing to keep them stable. There was, you, you know who, who the type of people I'm talking about, that they're with this job right now, and then they're with that job tomorrow. They're in this relationship today, and then that relationship tomorrow. You know who I'm talking about. There's nothing to keep them stable in life. And so what would be, what would be you know, something that, that previous generations would say is that man needs to find a wife. Now, I'm, and the reason why is because he needs to put some roots down. He needs to settle down. He needs to, needs to get some stability in his life. Right? And folks, the same as with us. The blessed man doesn't just cast off the influences of the world, and nor does he just bring the word of God close, but the word of God has effect in his life to the point that it begins to put roots down. And we're not talking about roots that's going to tie him to this world. But something that's going to stabilize him in the shifting sands of this world. Anybody with me? It's going to cause roots to go down. It's going to... So, so the psalmist says that he shall be like a tree. Shall be like a tree. What makes him like a tree? To be like a tree is, is a, a familiar metaphor for the blessed life of the godly in... Uh, the wisdom literature in scripture the tree is a metaphor itself for wisdom and the wise man is likened to the tree of life in that his speech his activities are life-giving and and restorative but the psalmist says that that his delight uh, that it's because of his delight in the law of the Lord and, and the meditation on the law that he begin he is like a tree He's like a tree. Jeremiah, say, uh, Jeremiah says it's because the blessed man in uh, Jeremiah 17, verse 8, that the blessed man trusts in the Lord 
whose hope the Lord is. Trust in the Lord whose hope the Lord is. Could there be a correlation? Could it be that the man who delights in the law of the Lord and who meditates upon it would be the same man that Jeremiah speaks of that trusts in the Lord and hopes in him? Could it be the same guy? I think so. Solomon writes in Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 5. Very familiar scripture. You're going to probably begin to quote it, quote it with me. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. So what we understand is that the blessed man is like a tree. There begins to be some stability happening in the blessed man's life. One of the challenges that I find as a pastor, when somebody new comes into the church, uh, a babe, so to speak, as we, as we use the scripture to describe, as we come into the church, come begin to live for God, is that when somebody is still uh, so transient in their life, when somebody is still just kind of flitting and floating here and there and there and there, and never really stabilizing, and when I say stabilizing, that they're, they're not building any consistency in attending church or, or Bible study or, or building those relationships in the body of Christ. It's many times, most of the time, that those people, until they've got the roots down, they're still blown about by every wind of doctrine. Anybody ever seen that happen? And so the tree, what do you do with the tree? It needs to be planted. It needs its roots to go down deep. The tree that the psalmist envisioned has been planted purposely by the rivers, or as some commentators would say, that they, they planted the, the tree near the irrigation canals. Same type of thing, but by the rivers of, of water. That there was a water system, there was a way that the tree could get its nourishment. But the word in the Hebrew, however, for the, for the word planted, literally means to be transplanted. Now that adds a different meaning. That adds a different uh, uh, depth to what we're, what we're understanding. So if the blessed man is like a tree, and I'm going to go ahead and substitute the definition in the Hebrew, or what it means in the Hebrew, is that the blessed man is like a tree that is transplanted by the rivers of water, then that adds something different into the mix. Because it, it means that it's been taken from where it was, and that the husbandman, the one who, who took it from that place, wants to put it in a place that it would flourish and grow and be fruitful. Do you get the picture? So he's transplanting it from this place and planting it in this place. So are we transplanted. 
where once we were lost in the deserts of sin, where once we were under the influence of the, the counsel of the ungodly and the paths of the sinners and the seats of the scornful, the blessed man, as we've come to know the Lord, as we've come to uh, 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 let his word abide in us, where we once were lost in our sin, we are now transplanted from that place and planted where the Lord has purposed us to be. Where once there was, where there was thirst and death and dying, now there is a place of abundance and thriving and fruitfulness. Amen. Anybody glad that you, you've been transplanted? When we understand the scripture, that we understand this has dual significance for us. Two ap applications, let me put it that way. The first is our, our new life in Christ. From the old man to the new man. We give you scripture, Romans chapter 6, verse 4. The way Paul describes it, he says, Therefore, we're buried with him by baptism. Folks, we all know... We're, we're all here. We, we know what that's talking about. He's talking about baptism, about our, our salvation. We're buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Verse number five, notice what he says. For if we've been planted together in the likeness of his death, what do you do with a dead body? You bury it, right? Well, doesn't that look exactly like planting a seed? Just on a bigger scale? Praise God. So what Paul is saying is we've been planted, we've been uh, put in the same place, we've done, gone through the same process. So he's talking about baptism, but the, the, the verbiage is the same as if you're talking about a seed. So we've been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. So the old man has been transformed, has been uh, transplanted, taken from here, the old life, planted by the rivers of water. Everybody with me? All right. The second application of that is related to, uh, to our life on earth and our hope of eternity. Anybody want to stay here for the rest of eternity? <laughs> Anybody want to go to heaven for eternity? Praise God. Praise God. And so the same application is, is that we're going to be transplanted from here to there. So it carries a dual application for us. So it's, 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 uh, that, that, that tree, that blessed man is transplanted from the old life to the new. He's, he's put in a position to grow and thrive and be prosperous, to bring forth fruit and put down roots, to be stabilized, to gain nourishment and strength. And so we understand that, that it's God that does the, the planting and transplanting. And God does it according to His will 
and purpose. God spoke through his prophet Ezekiel regarding the Messiah that was to come. Now we understand uh, uh, elsewhere in Scripture that Scripture calls Jesus, the Messiah, as the root and the offspring of David, right? Ezekiel puts it this way, Ezekiel 17, verse 22. Thus saith the Lord God, I will also take of the highest branch of the highest cedar and will set it. I will crop off from the top of his young twigs, a tender one, and I will plant it upon a high mountain and eminent. In the mountain of the height of Israel will I plant it. It shall bring forth boughs and bear fruit and be a goodly cedar. Under it shall dwell all fowl of every wing. In the shadow of the branches thereof shall they, all, shall they dwell. And all the trees of the field shall know that I, the Lord, have brought down the high tree, have exalted the low tree, have dried up the green tree, and I've made the dry tree to flourish. I, the Lord, have spoken and have done it. God is the one that purposes. Remember, that tree, that, that, that blessed man is like a tree planted by the rivers of water. It's, it's, it's a purposed planting. It's not thriving over here. It's not doing what it should over here. And so it's taken from this place and it's transplanted and put over here by the rivers of water where it's going to thrive. God does that. Some would try to plant ourselves to make, make it seem as, as though you're, you're living right, make it seem as though you're the blessed man. We try, we try to put on facades. I'll put it that way. Anybody, anybody ever put on a facade? Don't, don't raise your hand. We, we'll put facades on even when we come to church because we don't want anybody to think that anything's wrong with us. And we do that all the time. But rather than that, let us let God do His work in us. If we're not thriving, if we're not flourishing, if we're not growing, then we are not living as the blessed man. Now we'll talk about a little bit more about that in just a minute. But if, if we're not seeing the the fruit that we are intended to bear then we need to pray that God would, would either make us thrive where we are or transplant us to where he needs us to be and when God does it he's going to put us in the right spot by the rivers of water you see, oftentimes, the reason we're not thriving like we should is because we're trying to do everything on our own. We're trying to direct our lives according to our desires. Jesus confronted the Pharisees there. Uh, in Matthew chapter 15, Verse number 13. He had given a response to them and they, they weren't happy with his response. And his, his answer to them after their response in Matthew 15, 13, he answered and said, every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted 
shall be rooted up. The Pharisees, you're trying, you're trying to, to uh, live according to your own righteousness. You're making up laws. You're making up uh, 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 judgments, and you're forgetting mercy. He says, you're trying to do this according to what you can do in the flesh. And you've forgotten me. He says, you've planted yourselves in a way of life that is not my purpose. And what happens with those people, Jesus said? They're going to be rooted up. They're going to be rooted up. I don't want to be rooted up. I want to be planted by the rivers of water. I want to be the blessed man. And those rivers of water that, that are spoken of, Job records and speaks of life after death. And I want you to hear what Job says. This is, this is so powerful. It gets missed so easily because nobody ever wants to read Job. It's, it's, a, it's a, a story of misery. We know the story of Job, but few people ever want to read through the whole story. It's 40 plus chapters, it's, it's long, and we, it's difficult to understand at points, especially if you're reading the King James. And so nobody ever really reads through it, we just know the story. Am I right? It's somebody trying to escape. But Job records in Job chapter 14, verse 7. He says, there is hope of a tree. I want you to hear this. There is hope of a tree, if it is cut down, that it will sprout again, and that the tender branch thereof will not cease. Caden? Okay. All right. All right. Refocus here. There's hope of a tree, if it's cut down, that it will sprout again. Anybody ever seen something like that happen? And that the tender branch thereof will not cease. In other words, that's the, the young branch, the, the new branch that's sprouting, that it will continue. Verse number 8. Though the root thereof wax old in the earth, and the stock thereof die in the ground. Verse number 9. Listen to this. This is powerful. Yet through the scent of water, it will bud and bring forth boughs like a plant. Just the scent of water, even though it looks like it, sh it should be dying, even though it's been cut off and disconnected, if there's but the scent of water, what does it do? It begins to look for that water. I've seen trees that have been cut down and when it laid on its side that was left there and it was the branches that all began to find root. So now it was essentially planted on its side slash upside down because the branches at the end were looking for the water. And that's what he's talking about. Is that even when it gets cut down, as long as there's the scent of water, there's still hope. Job was expressing his dire situation 
and he makes this profound... I don't even know if Job understood how profound that was. If only a branch of a dead or dying tree could find water, through the, though the tree itself be lost, there is hope for new life. The blessed man will pursue the water of life. The blessed man will seek to put the roots down that come from the direction, the influence of the Word of God. The blessed man will press on through hardship he might live. Why? Because he finds strength in the Word of God. He's planted by the rivers of water. Ezekiel, he saw a vision. A vision of a river flowing from the house of God. What was found in the house of God? What, what do we find in the house of God? We find worship. How does one truly worship? Anybody want to guess? In spirit and in truth. Jesus said that, didn't he? In spirit and in truth. The blessed man grows roots downward. He's getting deeper into the word of God. But the branches go higher. Praise God. Rooted in the Word. Lifted up in praise and worship. That's the tree. Folks, we need to learn if we're going to be the blessed man. We need to learn how to let the Word of God root us. And in response to the rooting of the Word of God in our lives, we find ourselves in a place that we can offer true worship to the Lord. Amen. When we understand that the Word of God roots us, grounds us, puts that, 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 that Word of God, uh, roots us in the soil uh, of His Word, the, the blessed man begins to be led by the Spirit of God into all truth. That's that branch that's seeking out the water led into all truth. Let me ask you tonight, how do you expect to grow if you don't make the Word and the Spirit the preeminent force in your life? Where did the river flow from in Ezekiel's vision? In Ezekiel's vision, that the, the river flowed, that it was to the ankles, to the knees, river to swim in. Where did that flow from? Where did it start? I already gave you the answer earlier. It started in the house of the Lord, didn't it? That's where it began. Folks, we need to add to our understanding that coming to the house of the Lord is not just because pastor thinks it's good for you. It's not just because we're trying to get attendance numbers up. Although I could handle a little bit of that, especially on Wednesday nights. I love y'all. It's not just about numbers. It's not just about filling the chairs. It's, it's not just to appease pastor. But there is a flow of and an influence upon the life of the blessed man that brings life when we find ourselves in the house of the Lord. That river began, it 
its, its, its direction came from the house of the Lord. And the blessed man has, because of his desire, because of his delight in the law of the Lord, the blessed man has been planted by the Lord in a place that allows him to thrive. And it, it's from those rivers of water. And it's connected. In my mind, it's connected to the house of the Lord. Because the blessed man is already delighting. That's why we're talking about this. He's already, we already know that he is delighting in the law of the Lord and meditates on it day and night. And so now he's like a tree planted by the rivers of water. He's put, put in a place that allows him to thrive. It's not reliant on how he feels or the mood that he's in. wish we could understand that it's not reliant on his circumstances of life why because he's planted oh I need to preach on that sometime because he's planted you understand trees can be blown with the wind But what part of the tree is moving? The branches, the upper part? Why? Why, why isn't the, the, the trunk moving? Because it's planted. It's got roots. Folks, the winds of doctrine are going to blow. Folks, the, 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 the winds of change are going to blow. All sorts of things are going to happen in society. Things are going to happen in your life and you're going to feel sometimes like you're, like you're just being tossed to and fro. But if you have been a blessed man, delighting in the law of the Lord, meditating therein day and night, you're going to be like a tree. Though things are happening in your life, you are not going to change your way of living because you are rooted and grounded by the Word of God. It doesn't matter what happens out there. Oh, I, I know that, that you're going to have to, there, there's going to be some change in your life and it's not always going to be easy. I know that there's going to be some struggles in life and it's not always going to be easy. I know that situations are going to change and you're going to be affected by those things, but you will not move. You won't be changed yourself because you're rooted in the word of the Lord. The blessed man is like a tree. It makes a difference that, that, we're, that we're not going by our emotions, that we're not being changed by our circumstances because that tells you that the Word of God is having its impact, its influence in your life because it's putting roots down in you. People who come into the church and leave the church are people who have not been rooted. I'm not talking about just because we, we, we preach, uh, we're, we're different than other churches. I'm, I'm talking about the simple fact that the Word of God, not pastors preaching, not the Pentecostals of Sarasota, not some denomination, 
I'm talking about the Word of God. It's the Word of God that will root somebody, that will set them in place so that they are able to live life as the blessed man. When you're confronted by naysayers, you won't be moved. When you're faced with situations that have potential of bringing fear and doubt into your life, the blessed man won't be moved. Because the blessed man, as we read, and we're going to go ahead and read that again, Brother, uh, Brother Lee, Jeremiah 17, verse 7. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. Let me read that again. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters that spreads out her roots by the river and shall not see when the heat comes. Folks, we live in Florida. We know what that's like. But even when the heat comes, her leaves shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Even when drought comes, that blessed man that Jeremiah is identifying, that blessed man is still going to be fruitful in a time of drought. You want to be blessed? Stop trying to do everything by our own wisdom. We've got to learn to get into the Word of God. That when decisions come our way, and they come every day, multiple times a day, it's different situations in our lives, we've got to learn and seek out what thus saith the Lord. We've got to learn to listen and trust that God's Word is right and true and that His Word applies to our lives. Because it's not always, in fact, I'm going to say in most situations of our lives, that, that uh, I'll say many situations of our lives, we don't have a specific black and white, thus saith the Lord. Many situations of life, we have black and white principles that we have to learn to apply to our lives. That it's not that... that this is the, the right way and that's the wrong way, but rather this is how you should live and the principle is given. That's why Jesus taught in parables. That's why he didn't teach his disciples in specific commandments. You ever thought about that? Because they needed to learn to apply the word of the Lord from his teachings to the other areas of their lives. blessed man that is like a tree amen that planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in other words we've seen that this man this this tree is is like an evergreen tree right when the, when like jeremiah said when the heat comes the leaves are still going to be green leaves are only green if there's water that even when drought comes, it's still going to be fruitful. So it's almost like an evergreen tree. I like what Psalm 
92 verse 12 uh, tells us about that evergreen tree, that the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. You know what that's like. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing to show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there's no unrighteousness in him. Amen. And so we as the blessed man, if we allow the word of God to accomplish its work in us, it's going to allow us to, it's going to cause us to put roots down and be solid in an unstable world. And in doing so, when it doesn't seem like there should be opportunity for fruit, because we are in a drought like none other, there is a drought of people who desire truth from the word of the Lord. Well, I'll just say truth, period. That's the society we're in. And even in this, there's still going to be flourishing. There's still going to be fruitfulness. When we speak of the blessed man delighting in the law of the Lord and meditating on it day and night, notice that regardless of the time of day or the context, the godly response to life in accordance with the word of God. According to Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 through 6, we're not going to read it. But the wise man receives his instruction, the law, the Torah, and writes it in his heart and wholeheartedly trusts in the Lord in all of his daily activities. Amen. The psalmist exclaims how he loves the law of God because... Its commandments make him wiser than his enemies, lead him to greater insight and understanding than that of his teachers and elders. We, we read that a couple weeks ago. Uh, I'm not going to go back and read it uh, again tonight. But this tree that the, that the blessed man is has been planted with purpose. Planted with purpose. And the purpose ultimately is that the tree will bring forth fruit. Why would, why would it matter if the tree is, is planted over here versus over here? Why would it have to be transplanted from this place and put by the rivers of water? Because it's not bringing forth fruit. Why would Jesus curse the fig tree? Remember? Because it wasn't bringing forth its fruit. And so... It's planted or transplanted with purpose. The command comes forth multiple times in Scripture. We went through this when we talked about uh, the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, but is that we are uh, commanded multiple times to be fruitful and multiply. The blessed man is purposed to be fruitful. And so the blessed man must purpose himself to be fruitful. This means that he's purposeful in his desire for the Word to have the seed of the word planted in his life. And if the blessed man is to bring forth fruit, there must be seed. There must be seed. You remember the parable that Jesus taught, that there were, uh, a sower went forth to sow. And he cast the seed out onto the ground. Do you remember what, what types of soil he cast the seed onto stony soil 
What else? More than just stony soil. Sorry? Okay, the... So, so cast among thorns, and then there was good soil, and then there was the wayside. Okay? So, so each of those different types of soil, but the seed was cast upon all of them. Now, first and foremost, you get to decide what type of soil you are. But there first must be seed. And so... Because I'm talking to you tonight, here on a Wednesday night, here at Bible study, in the sanctuary, in the church, you're, you're gathered together, I'm going to focus more on the blessed man looks to be fruitful outside. That there must be seed, we must be also casting seed into our world around us. The blessed man has already received the seed of the word of God. He's delighting in it. And he meditates upon it. And so the seed has taken root in his life already. And so now it's a matter of the fruit. And what, what do you find in the fruit? The seed. The seed is inside the fruit itself. And who is the fruit for? Is it for the tree? I'm sorry? Who, who's the fruit for? It's for anybody who would come and partake. Whether it be a person, I'm, I'm using the analogy, whether it be a person or whether it be fowls of the air, beasts of the field. In other words, it's not for the, for the tree itself. And so when we are fruitful, knowing that the seed is in the fruit, it's for those around us. It's, it's for their blessing. And what do you think is in that seed? What do you think is, in, is found deep within? How is the blessed man rooted? By the word of God. And so if the blessed man's rooted by the word, well, let's go back to our, our uh, fruit of the spirit study. See if, we, see if we can remember that. So the fruit of the Spirit, we, we are, or, uh, He is the vine and we are the branches. So where does, where does it all come from? We don't generate it. It all comes from the Lord. The Word of God is exactly that. It's His Word, His communication. It's the free flow of His presence. His, it's His expression to us. And we get not only His Word, but His Spirit. And it flows into our lives as we are rooted. That's what roots are for. Roots are not just to keep it from swaying, but it's also the means by which it brings nutrition into the rest of the tree. Welcome to Husbandman 101. Husbandry, there we go. That's the word. It comes from the Lord into our lives. 
and we are blessed to share it with other people. And deep within, because of what we have received, deep within that fruit is the seed, and the seed is the Word of God. Anybody with me tonight? It's the evidence of what's in us. Right? Isn't that what the fruit is? It's the evidence of what's in us. And if we're, since we're talking about the blessed man, inside the blessed man, he has delighted in the law of the Lord. He's meditated on it day and night. So what do you think fills him? The word of God. Amen. So we must also allow the word of God to fill our lives. Amen. Let's stand together tonight. Take note. I don't have time to go into it all. I've kept you long enough already. But, but notice the, the remaining portion of that scripture. Is that he's going to bring forth his fruit in his season. That his leaf also shall not wither. And whatever he does shall prosper. And we understand that prospering is not having all sorts of money it's not having the wealth and the fame and the riches of the world but folks serving God my goodness this is the best way to live where we understand that our needs will be provided we get to be experience miracles in our lives we have blessed marriages and blessed homes because of the working of the Holy Ghost in us. We have the opportunity through the Spirit to have peace and contentment, to have joy unspeakable and full of glory. And because of the Spirit of God in us, we have hope for tomorrow. Now as we talk about the blessed man, one of the keys here is that the blessed man brings forth the fruit. It's right, and it's right for the right time. You remember what Paul told Timothy. He said, be instant, in season, and out of season. That the word of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And so the word in you, and that's the thing. You say, Pastor, what's the, what's the season? <laughs> you know, is, is it orange season? Is it apple season? You know, do I, do I only bear fruit at this, this period in my, in my life? No. It's right and ripe for the right time. That if you hide the word of God in your heart, that when the time comes and you're talking with somebody, that God will bring to remembrance his word in your heart and mind. And you'll be able to give a rightly spoken word at the right time. 
Amen. Anybody ever had that happen? We're just in the right... You, you, you wouldn't have thought about it on your own, but God just quickened a, spirit, uh, a, 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 a scripture in your mind. And you were able to share that with somebody, and it spoke just the right thing at the right time. That's what he's talking about. There's no right season, no time period. It's, it's, it's in that moment that God quickens you. And you need to be ready to speak it out, to give that to whomever that you are talking to. Amen. Praise God. What we must do is we must find our delight as that blessed man in the law of the Lord and meditate on it day and night. Let it become part of us. Lord, we love you tonight. So thankful, Lord, so blessed by your goodness, so blessed by your word and your spirit. We ask you, Lord, tonight, God, to continue to lead us and guide us, Lord. I pray that you would open doors of opportunity for us to share your word, to speak forth truth, Lord, into the world around us, O oh God, a world that is, is, is dying without connection to your word and your spirit, a, word, a world that is dying, Lord, that is looking for answers, Lord. And I pray, help us tonight, God, to, to bring that, that direction, to bear that fruit in their lives. God, I pray, help us, Lord, to be the blessed man that is planted by the, the rivers of water. God, that just at the right time, in the right moment, God, that when you open that door, that we are able, Jesus, to speak forth and bear that fruit to the world around us. Keep us safe and keep us grounded. Keep us rooted in your word. And guide us and lead us every day through our living. God, so that we can be ready when you open those doors and make those opportunities. Be glorified in each of us, Lord, we pray as we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you tonight. Dismissed in Jesus' name. Greet each other in the name of the Lord.